Greetings, everybody. Irish Trekkie back with another Nerd Escape podcast. And with me, as always, we have Chris the Trek Collector. How are you today, my good man? Very, very good. And in case you guys are wondering, you're not seeing our ugly mugs. We've decided to change the format because a lot of our friends out there kind of like to tune in and just listen. So we're going to be broadcasting. We're going to get more into this later on. But, uh, yes. Yeah, we're, exactly. we're changing it up. We're changing it up for 2020. the better. Yes, exactly. <laughs> more. What it means is more Nerdscape podcast shenanigans. But yeah, we'll Absolutely. talk about that a little bit later on. Um, so I'm directing this to you as well, Chris, mm-hmm. and to everyone listening today. I hope you had a great Christmas. I hope you had an amazing uh, New Year celebrations and uh, have an amazing 2020, my friend. Yeah, 2020, the year of Picard, Lower Decks, and Discovery Season 3. Wow. The Renaissance has begun. It has. All thanks to Discovery. I, I, I put that yeah, out there. Yeah, absolutely. We we did say, you know, if the show tri- thrives, if everyone gave it a chance, um, you know, it did get a rocky first season. Uh, but come here, anyone go out there and tell me a fantastic Star Trek first season. Uh, I think they're doing pretty well. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, it, it is hard. Apart from TOS, I think. But, like, that was... It, it's just funny, the contrast, when you go back and look at shows are kind of like the times so i think tos is probably the strongest season one for the simple fact it was done in the 60s and it was just that style of show um in the 90s we had the next generation where you know it's a different style it's character development if you look at all the tv shows was all about characters so you know yeah a new show you have new characters but no one really knows and like you know i think one great thing if you do look back on like the likes of the next generation deep space nine uh, and Voyager was when you got into them you felt as though you grew with the crew but these yeah. all changed up these days you know what I mean it's shorter you're not getting the the 20 plus in the season um, mm-hmm. the style mm-hmm. of writing's changed you know it's more direct you know everything's kind of like now nearly 10 episodes so you know what I mean this long drawn out character development doesn't happen anymore which it's the style of the times there's nothing to say that won't change in the next 3-4 years who knows yeah, you know, again, as you say, new environment, new fans, uh, new stories to tell. And, um, do you know, it's kind of going back, as you say, to the 90s where we had Enterprise and then we went radically with a new ship and a space station and stuff like that. We're kind of getting that vibe again where we're going very character driven with Picard. We have our crew of Discovery shot into the future. Um, we have lower decks again dipping into the animated arena dipping into maybe another fan base as mm-hmm. well short treks doing their thing the nickelodeon um, show as well to be nickelodeon let's not forget, forget section 31 yeah um hopefully it will hit the screens uh, soon enough for us as well so there's a lot out there and it's all thanks to the the continuation of Trek from you know 50 plus years of production yeah, so and I, I think plenty as well, to talk about going on as well I think like the other side that you do have to look at is the style of TV and binge watching is very popular these days and I think like we know from shows that drop on the likes of Netflix or Amazon where the whole season on so like Netflix there recently was lost in space and then for Amazon Prime was the expanse and a lot of people have gone into this binge watch and I think, like, you know, if you were to say if Lost in Space or if uh, The Expanse was 24 episodes long, it's very hard to do that binge watch. You yeah. Know, you, you wouldn't be, you know, but like 10 episodes, it's funny. Like, people try to probably 
maybe do it in a three-parter or two but if you're a real sci-fi geek you try and watch them all in one go you do lost in space you have to re-watch then I don't know it's kind of like you know it's it's kind of like eating an entire cake in one sitting you know Um, it starts off but it can get you know very stodgy and you're like oh you know you're popping the buttons on your belt and stuff like that yeah whereas you know that's actually good good way to I I really appreciate it, like Discovery going weekly, even though yes. I, I wanted to consume more. It allowed me to kind of process that week's episode. And yeah. now I haven't seen it yet, but, you know, The Mandalorian on Disney Plus, that's yes. going to be coming, I think, soon enough to Ireland, Disney Plus subscription. looking forward to that one. But it's, it's that's gone weekly, and I'm hearing great things about that. Again, you know, I binged The Expanse when it, lo- it landed on Amazon because... I, I love that show and yeah. I binged Lost in Space as well but you can kind of be carried along with it and then you c- sometimes it's hard to look back and kind of go what, what happened in what episode because you've just sat down but human you know, nature the, you, you lose focus during certain points unless yeah. it's a big massive bang but there's arguments for both sides yeah you know it, it, but, uh, it's kind of nice the way the TV has kind of like like we were just talking before we came on about Picard and because it's CBS All Access we're reckoning that Picard will be weekly it's not going to be a drop which there's yeah. nothing wrong with that either as you said like there's a lot to be said about a weekly episode as opposed to a binge but at the same time there's nothing wrong with a binge either um, and you, it's it's state of mind like you know it's, uh, mm. Lost in Space dropped just before Christmas you know, I'd say a lot of people are tired. You know, if you're really psyched up and you want to see it, like, it's your frame of mind. How tuned in yeah. are you? Um, like, mm. if it's only one episode, there's no bother. Like, it's, you know, you're talking about maybe 30, 40 minutes. Yeah. But all of a sudden, when you're doing a marathon and trying to, like, watch five hours of TV and you're not fully switched on, yeah. yeah. You kind of Again, lose Lost some in of Space, that. I think they did a great job in season two. Yes, and, and um, a great build-up to season three. And hopefully, it, it does, fingers crossed, it gets renewed because oh, it, it sure. was it was a little bit of a slow starter. But you know what I mean? I honestly think, you know, it's yeah. worth, if anyone switches on and says it's not like season one, I think it's I think it's probably around episode four or five. It really, you know what I mean? It starts, yeah. and I have to say one thing, I was blown away by the ending. Um, I have to say now, it was just like, yeah, very good. Very, awesome. very good. Again, and it's it's great as well. Like it's a very, very family orientated show, which is which is great. And it's not this in Discovery at all. Um, hopefully, Picard is more on the family side. You know, it, it, you know. Let's get Star Trek across all margins yeah. that everybody's happy. You know what I mean? I, I I didn't hear anything too much about Picard. Now, is it going to be family? Is it not? Uh, it's an interesting one. But you know, I think okay. I think a lot of Star Trek fans, the next generation. They've grown up, they're older. Would they like to kind of get into the whole family thing where they might have watched it with their fathers and then they have kids and they might want their kids to watch it? Yeah. Well, Discovery on, on the whole is probably fairly friendly. It um, is. Obviously, it is. like... Wait, I remember the kind of lead up to... And I know we're kind of going off track here, but, you know, it's our first episode in the new year. <laughs> yeah. But um, I remember in the early days of, you know, what will Discovery be? And the whole kind of like, you know, uh, Game of Thrones, you know, but again, don't buy into your characters and stuff. And there was inside out characters on the Glen and stuff. So there were a couple of gruesome moments. But let's not forget uh, Next Generation. We had, you know, heads exploding and and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, it's a bit more realistic here. But for the most part, you know, younger audience can watch certain episodes of Discovery. But but again, it can't be the same. Yeah. As we said earlier on, it's down to your TV. 
and you know what I mean at the same time if you're a network and you're rivaling say HBO Game of Thrones is massive uh, mm. that's the one that you want to knock off it's perch so yeah. it's very easy to turn around and say oh god you know this is not like the Star Trek the fans giving out but like at the same time is like HBO set the standard with Game of Thrones you, you know and that's like if you look at it's For all about viewer ratings yeah. yeah and if you look at viewer ratings you know that's what you have to compete against is yeah. it right is it wrong it's down to you you know what I mean I like Star Trek for the family but at the same time mm. you know like if, if, even if going to the Quentin Tarantino Star Trek which is still up in the air but like you know what I mean how would that fit no, in no I but think like, that's gone now time, isn't it yeah, it, it seems mm. to be but like even at the same time is is there any harm in having a Quentin Tarantino that's not from family friendly that's 18s that's for a separate Star Trek audience I don't think so you know what I mean like you've got Star Trek coming Nickelodeon it, just like, yeah it doesn't have to be a kids show coming basically which sounds yeah. really, really good. You've got the lower deck for the humour. You know what I mean? I think they're ticking on Nickelodeon the for the kids. It doesn't yeah. have to be homogenised, as you said. Yeah. There can be a certain segment catered for with Ex- that production. Exactly. There could be a certain segment catered for. It doesn't have to be all things to all people because then it can be too diluted and you lose the impact and the quality. Exactly. You know? Um, but we're going to talk about that throughout 2020 I'm very confident and um, Chris is going to talk a little bit about Picard in a minute but um, to kick off our first main topic we did a call to arms in our last Nerd Escape where you know we're kind of seasoned greetings to you all and you know top fives and stuff like that so I'm going to read out some of the comments um, that uh, you kind folk left for us and um you know we'll kind of react where there may be need to react so um this one's from uh barry ellis so just want to say thanks along with all the new trek for providing a much needed distraction to life in the uk at the moment you're very welcome and whilst uh, we're on the subject uh, what are the chances of getting an irish passport with no irish accent and i don't even like guinness hmm. uh, i don't know if guinness comes up on the application form <laughs> for no. passports and it, it is it, it is an acquired taste and then irish accents when it comes to trek um they're quite loosely defined <laughs> oh fair haven arabigara up the long um, ladder to, um, fair up the long ladder of fair haven or yeah okay so fair, fair play to you Barry uh, but Barry's top five moments uh, for last year uh, has to be the Disco Enterprise Bridge um, yes. to keep knocking uh, the update designs out of the park actually I forgot that one because I said the D7 coming back in but yeah the Disco Enterprise Bridge mm-hmm. technically was actually season two Disco Prize yep. was season one so yeah that's a good one exactly and it was a good call out um, Anson Mount Pike series has to happen yeah um, D7 like what you said Chris uh, the Klingons needed that as much as hair Telosians, <laughs> um, <laughs> great to see them Vina um, and the previously on Star Trek yeah that the, remember previously yeah. on Star Trek that, 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 that was, was actually awesome. very very well done that was a, that was a great you know tribute yeah. going back especially to Pike's character as well yeah. um, it, it, it was, was a nice touch yeah, and, ha- really and having the original Pike you know it it worked so well um, I, initially when they went into the barrier. when they went in season 2 and Pike did show up you know they started ticking boxes but as you said that one episode previously on Star Trek I just think it just I think everything kind of calmed down and settled between a lot of people giving out about Discovery and went okay yeah okay let's give the show a chance and as i said previously if you do look at some seasons like you know you go back and try and watch star trek next generation season one 
um, and seriously say I'm going to watch now you have to be in that frame of mind you're either going to watch them all or you're in I'm going to pick out the best episodes nine times out of ten most people say I'll pick out the best episodes from season one and they go to come to this yeah. episode and they go oh god Code of Honor I remember that one that's the one with Tasha and Jesus skip yeah. skip <laughs> skip exactly. and you will skip through most of season one there's a couple of good episodes in there though. do not get me wrong that's it. But, um, the foundations there had to be yeah, for it to continue yeah. on and you know, that and was just like with Discovery time. yeah that was yeah. TV um, number five for Barry at Red Angel I do love I do love trying to find the answer to a mystery too many years of watching Columbo and you know what there was so much discussion over the entire and there was no, some that's, crazy that's good theories going and they did, a, they did a good job didn't they mm. um, that's what you want from a TV series that's what yeah. that's what you want. you want you want that hype you want that kind of like the guessing game yeah who's right and who's wrong it doesn't matter if you're right or wrong it's the fun it's the thrill just get guessing exactly exactly and sure we would have had very little to talk about if there wasn't a good mystery and you know what i think discovery season three is shaping up for that mystery as well because you're going to have a crew propelled into the future and there's going to be a lot of like what's happened you know, it's, it's, um, it's, it's, it's Trek Unknown, and I know some people have turned around and said, the, what was it, um, it's looking like Gene Roddenberry's utter Andromeda. And to be honest with you, I don't really mind this, you know what I mean? And at the same time as well, if you do look at kind of mm-hmm. big empires, if you want to call a federation an empire, like look at the Roman Empire and all that, they all have their peak, and then they slowly but surely fall apart and some replaces some stuff like that so it's interesting oh, yeah. to see like the great thing about discovery season three is that like we're going into the unknown which is what initially a lot of fans wanted to i think like mm-hmm. like i think they casted so well for discovery i think all the cast are brilliant and i think it's great for them just to be having that wow. moment of uh you know what i mean this is their own now you know what i mean we're we're in uncharted waters and again like that as, as we're saying like kind of like with the red angel if, if we have this mystery or you know what i mean are we going to find out the true demise of the federation is that going to be left is that going to be the car that's going to be dangling it's going to be an incident that caused everything can discovery fix it and then we've also got the other mystery that's already there is from the, the short track like discovery sitting in limbo land see that's it you know, and so. it's like just the, like one of the words that I hung on to what you said there. It's like giving the cast broom, um, because like when you look at Discovery season one and two, they were before the original series, but after Enterprise. So you know, like imagine sitting down in a row and there's people beside you, and you're kind of squished up there. Very little room for you to do what you want. But now they have all of the space that yeah. they can def- they can they can be the definers rather than fitting into that little wedge in lore even though the lore can be hugely expansive as we've just seen with two seasons of discovery so um yeah like i, I think and the funny thing is then you have people turn around and everyone's now kind of wishing for a, a pike show which is funny because people are like oh we want mm-hmm. trek in the future but i think if you get the right people in there and there is the right people with the right working, stories but that know their trek canon i think there is so much room for Pike and I don't think there's anything wrong with prequels if they're done right exactly and you know what I mean exactly. I know what kind of the spore drive like there's a lot of things at the start but like Discovery did have a rough start Um, but you know what I mean we know the Enterprise we know Pike's there we know the aliens of that time period for TOS so mm-hmm. there is a lot and you know just because we didn't hear about it 
um, in the next generation or towards the end of season yeah. three TOS doesn't mean it didn't happen exactly you know what I mean exactly. this is like Spock never had a sister how do we know that <laughs> you know what I mean yeah and uh, do you know that was a nice little bow that they did in season two yeah um, for that but yeah potential um, so good top five uh, Barry Excellent. thanks for commenting um, so we have Marley uh, McLay uh, commenting here as well I know Marley from his great renders over on Instagram and stuff like that so his comment was Star Trek is going through a rebirth which we talked about yeah uh, it's all incredible the news the re um the remerging of CBS and Paramount that we've talked about as well. Absolutely, it's going to be um, something to, to celebrate. That one. Exactly. Um, as with 2018, I dedicate my top moments to the fact that I got to interact with Trek Lumieries. Uh, John Eves, he's mentioned here, left him a great compliment on his artwork this year, and, and that was enough to warm right. his heart. Yeah, that, yeah. Uh, gentlemen, absolutely one of many in in, mm. in the Trek community. Uh, so um, his top five, uh, the art of Johnny's book arrived uh, at his doorstep three minutes before he had to leave on his birthday. Happy days. Oh, yeah, great, great book, book. as well. Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> um, Star Trek Discovery, beautiful moments, Captain Pike and interest in developing a side series feature in Pike that was mentioned by Barry. So again, um, the potential there, I think, is really kind of feeding into a lot of fans there, which is great. Uh, number three. The merger deal, which leaves open a lot of possibilities for the future of Star Trek. Um, as an example, Ephraim and Dot um, has shown uh, established ship design. Uh, so, yeah, there was the feature of um, the refit Enterprise. Uh, actually, it wasn't the refit. It was, uh, no, it was the refit because it showed the... I'm not going to say what happened because people may have watched it, but it shows how they've worked in the original designs into Star Trek Discovery. Number four, um, the motion picture turned 40. Uh, so that was very cool. And again, he has anticipation for Picard as well. And he has an honourable mention there. Uh, rest easy to Aaron, Rene, uh, Robert Walker Jr. And um, again, Dorothy Fantana. That yeah, passed Dorothy, as yeah. well. Um, so yeah, we, we had some great news and some sad, sad news, news in yeah. 2018. Um uh, pardon my pronunciation here so I'm going to say Gert Vanderplas um, getting from here to there I think we did sing that a little bit in we the did, last actually, video yeah, yeah, we did. he's like that, thanks that, for that the uh, thanks for the song being stuck in his head you're very welcome yeah um, we have Ian Bull uh, otherwise known as Trek Cat 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 on Twitter and Instagram and big Top shout way. out to his uh, uh, other half uh, yes. Insazadi so uh great great couple fantastic cosplayers as well yeah so, great and great to catch them at dsd exactly exactly Looking so forward to um, already yeah exactly um so do follow them over on twitter and instagram um top five uh dst he mentions straight away meeting us two and yeah. again ah. vice versa yeah it was uh, witnessing anson mount as captain pike that seems to be yeah, a theme here with our yeah, uh, viewers absolutely. which is great Star Trek Picard trailers, especially the last one that appeared as well. So again, we're getting these touches of, you know, the real character-driven story there. Um, he also mentions the 40th anniversary of TMP, and um, he got to go to the Star Trek cruise last year, and I know he's going to go this year, this year as well. As well. Yeah. It seemed like and a good hooli on Star it, Trek cruises. It does, and I, like, hearing back from fans and stuff like that, there's good interaction and stuff like that. Like, so I've, I've, I've heard some good, good stuff from it. You know, I haven't actually heard anyone that said, like, it, it, it now. Nah don't do it I've just heard nothing but great praises and there's a there's a selling point there there's someone that went on it last year and they're going back this year 
unless you're partial to seasickness, maybe it's not the best choice. Yeah, but uh, there's ways not. around that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Joseph Cunningham said, "Make it snow." I think we were talking about that. The yes, <laughs> make it last snow, one. Make it snow. Yeah, that's right. And uh, Ian Kimmings, happy Christmas, guys! Looking forward to seeing what comes up in 2020. As yeah. are we. So thanks for your comments, folks. Uh, we do read them. Um, if we don't interact with them, we definitely do read them. Because, again, you know, we're going to talk about some Nerdscape news towards the end of this podcast. But, um, yeah, thanks for your interaction in 2020. We mentioned that in the last video. Yeah. And uh, in 2019, even. And uh, we look forward to all your interactions over 2020 as well. It's a good year for Trek fans out there. So, um, anticipation Count to Picard is mentioned a few times. So, I'll pass yeah. the mic over to you, Maggie. Count man. down to Picard. And this, this, this is funny. So, like... Once Picard, the news of Picard dropped, I'm sure we've all watched Star Trek The Next Generation seasons one through seven. How many has actually watched every episode and how many just skipped through the bad ones? Interesting to find out. <laughs> but it'd be interesting actually to find out if Netflix do actually try And I, like, it's funny that Prime have this, but I think, you know, where Netflix might be a bit appeased about, you know what I mean, not having Picard and Amazon Prime's coming in there. I wonder how well Netflix has done because they have Next Generation Seasons 1 through 7. Plus as well, they also have Voyager. And going through a lot of Trek forums and stuff like that, the amount of people that have turned around and said, in anticipation for Picard, they're re-watching really Voyager as well. Up, yeah. So, you know what I mean? Like, we were, we were kind of talking beforehand what, what kind of episodes, like Iborg, Hugh, uh, the first one, the one with Data and Lore. Um, you know, it was the last time we've seen kind of um, Hugh on his own mm. so like it'd be kind of interesting to see what happened to that faction of Borg and that's one thing I hope is kind of covered it's not kind of like skipped over that you know when Janeway finally destroyed the Borg Queen so you know mm. I, I'd like to see exactly what happened with Hugh and those yeah. Borg because they were kind of like really the first group of Borg that were liberated um, yeah. we got seven Unimatrix Zero was another one you know what I mean? If you're going into the Borg and behind Seven, I would kind of look at that one as well because it was start of the liberation of some of the Borg. Yeah. So, well, Jesus, a lot of the Borg. So, you know, it, it kind of in the build-up, you know, if we're going on canon and looking at, say, Star Trek Voyager, where Janeway does kill the Borg Queen, you know what I mean? The Borg threat should be pretty much gone, but you still have Borg that were... Mm free from the collective so not under the queen's control so yeah all very very interesting like we're talking as well a movie that you do have to kind of catch up and watch yeah 2009 star trek um the destruction of romulus which seems to be a team within mccard yeah. it's interesting um because i know a lot of fans are still kind of mixed about the jj Star Trek and like you know we call it the JJ verse and stuff like that but uh, it's interesting that it is going to start to fit in a bit into yeah. Trek from TV so you know I'm sure there's going to be some people that are going to be like and some people you know, like, like 2009 didn't really overall I thought the cast like when you look at the JJ movies I thought the cast was absolutely fantastic I think yeah. it was just to me personally as a Star Trek fan I just thought there was just so much change you know you're going back it's a fresh look at Kirk and Spock and I don't think anybody minded that and they were ticking all the right boxes I wouldn't be the biggest fan of the JJ the initial enterprise but I know they had issues that they had to separate the look from 
the original movies which was a challenge and in fairness to the artist I forget his name but like he did have some really really great renders of that Ryan Church Ryan Church yeah and Mm. he had some fantastic designs that you know they just couldn't use um but, but listen, it's just visuals. The story, it, it's it's yeah. Just, but like, I think the biggest problem for me was like, like why destroy Vulcan? Why why is Romulus? You know, there was a lot of all of a sudden this mad kind yeah. of craziness thrown in. Where if you were a TOS fan and this hasn't happened to Kirk yet, you'd be like, rubber, 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 rubber. what the, you know? But <laughs> uh, when you get over that, like, like we can turn around, and we can talk about the second movie, and yeah. you know, unfortunately, with the, the the JJ verse, it seems to go the opposite direction. But uh, I have to say, like the last movie, and it's such a shame. I ho- I love to see them do another movie. I have to say, the last one was absolutely fantastic. But you don't have to watch yeah. all of them. You know, it, it, two thousand and nine would be a good build up to Picard. I think. Pretty you know, much when you mentioned about movies, it, it got my after a uh, uh, little used brain thinking about something that. Um, data obviously is showing up in the trailers mm. and uh, if you exclusively look at movies um, look at his journey through generations mm. through you know with uh, his emotions with what happened to Jordy, then looking at first contact with him getting w- with the Borg basically insurrections you know Picard on the way to rescue him and obviously uh, Nemesis his sacrifice mm. uh, to it. And I think the latest trailer had, you know, the song Blue Skies, which mm. is what he sung at um, yep. Riker's uh, wedding as well. So I'm very interested show. in that story yeah. about, you know, Data or, you know, before androids and stuff like that in Picard. So um, I can't think of his name now off the top of my head. Um, the guy that wanted to pull data apart and recreate a positronic brain and yep. then what you the, call it? The trial. Data stayed in contact with him and stuff like that. So it's it's gonna be interesting. Like I think, you know, are we gonna see an element of Section Thirty One sneak in here? Because remember, like all of a sudden, you know, if you do watch Nemesis at the end, like before, he's not fully. His positronic brain is like you know he's he's missing a few screws. Let's put it that way. Uh, Mm -hmm. Data has clearly as well developed. Yeah, yeah. Data has clearly downloaded his subconscious into him. And yeah, with the punisher, we we know from going back with Data's history of being brought, like you know, it's the positronic brain is kind of like a child. So mm. was it the fact that before, just you know, Sung just decided, yeah, you know what, I'm on the right step. I'm gonna start again, and I'm gonna improve. And then we had lore. Yeah. So it's interesting to see, like you know, is this where somebody from Starfleet go? Look, he's not. He is before sentient. Maybe he's not. And that, yeah. that could be the twist where mm. they say, you know, well, okay, we accept that Data was fully sentient, but before is not. He hasn't mm. developed that much. Do they get in? Because we do clearly see in Picard um, androids. So, yeah. you know, I mean, is this the, the shape of thing where, like, mm. like the Federation sometimes, like, humans have been, like, some humans would like, like, they're just lazy. Um, yeah. You know, is yeah. this the case where Starfleet just literally backtrack and let a whole lot of androids start doing the dirty work it's it, it's there's a lot to go forward um, the well, Romulans as well is going to be an interesting one as well with the Romulans yeah, I was just going to say there when you mentioned about dirty work like we know that the EMH Mark 1 mm. ended up being put scrubbers to scrubbers and the whole lot and yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 
And like so, I know that Robert McCaskill, everyone's kind of like screaming out, "Will he? Will he make an appearance on uh, Picard?" Which is, <laughs> you know, I, I like. I'm delighted for you know what I mean. I'm delighted for Rob. I think like it's great that we've seen Seven coming in, and I think it's great like when a Trek actor and like it's no disrespect to any of the other cast. You know, it's just the fact that because mm. of his character and being an EMH, he can. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I think it'd be more funny if if we seen him in Discovery season three, like at some point. You know what I mean? Just as a or a <laughs> reference to him. Could you imagine? Yeah. You know what I mean? It'd be so cool. That that would actually. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Jesus, immortal, like yeah. Pretty much once his mobile emitter doesn't get damaged, so you know there's uh-huh. there's lots to look for. And his to mobile emitter prepared. was from what century was that from? Uh, what tech? Twenty fifth, twenty sixth, twenty sixth. So maybe. again. It's nothing to say that it wouldn't last for God knows long. And again, mm. like you know, we've got the issues then is with well, will the temporal call war be mentioned? Because that's mm. when we had the Enterprise J. Uh, yeah. Oh, sorry, no, I'm getting sidetracked now because now we're going into Discovery. Sorry, and we're talking well, about Picard, so we don't have to even worry about there, that. There is the tie-in. Like, we'll talk about Discovery season yeah, two later. Um, <laughs> what what I'm more interested in now is like what foundation work True Picard is going to set up Discovery season three. The parallels, and, and you know it's going to, you know yeah, it's going yeah, exactly. So that's going to be interesting as well. So, like, I'm sure everyone's done their little bit of trek homework. Um, what I'd like to ask people this this week is, what has been your kind of like favorite rewatch of Star Trek building up to Picard? Was it a Voyager episode? Was it one of the movies? Was it a good TNG episode? You know, so mm. that'd be an interesting one to see what the fans' reaction is on that one. The the lead up to Picard. Cool. We'll do some shout outs in next week's yeah. episode for that one. Um, so, yeah, oh, it's going to be class. It's going to be class. So, um, moving on to our third and final topic of today. Um, we mentioned about uh, Nerd Escape news and stuff like that. So, um, we're always looking to evolve yep. um, the show and, um, you know, keep it enjoyable for us and, you know, interactive for you folks as well. So, this is the first of our audio only. Um, episodes we're, as we're, we're going Chris down the mentioned. real we're going down the real <laughs> podcast bus but at the same yeah. time is we'll still be on YouTube um, yeah, you're going you're to see our faces <laughs> you won't see our ugly mushes unless there's a reason to put us in there but like I think Damien <laughs> might throw in a few little nice little edits or something like that just to, if you were tuning in on YouTube by all means but I think initially before going back a long time ago we did have different ways that you could tune in so like it's more if you're just on that long journey you're in the car and you're on you want to listen to a little bit of Star Trek news yeah you know you can tune in you can hear our thoughts on Picard which we're going to be hitting all this year we're going to try and get as many of the actual um, series in as much as we can and we'll try and do it was suggested that we try and do uh, Trek news weekly news and we do like this idea but again like with that um, if anyone sees any articles um, that you'd like us to discuss absolutely but be a positive negative anything we always try mm-hmm. and put the twist of positivity on everything so i think it'd be a great challenge for us to like maybe dissect some of the negative ones try and see if there's any truth to the rumors but like it'll be a fun we, exercise yeah because like we know ourselves we we could have gone down the road for a long time we always said when we were doing these podcasts and youtube videos that we were never going to try and go down the, the the road of clickbait uh, we don't believe in it um, and you know what yeah. I mean positivity is very hard to sell um, negativity is great everyone will see you know 
yeah. they like the misery loves company exactly so mm-hmm. you know we, that's not us um so you know and if there's anything else you'd like us to discuss um, I'm not too sure how many shows we'll be bringing you a week but we're definitely going to be doing one and if we can yeah. we'll squeeze we're going to do one episode a week for sure and yeah. we're going to have Picard to talk about anyway yeah and uh, we'll pepper in Trek news because there will be it won't be Trek news all the time but there's going to be probably a constant stream so moving to audio affords us to do joint shows together like we're doing right now um, and where our schedules don't align you might find it's just me or it might be just Chris, but you're going to get much, much regular Nerd Escape content for you guys. And um, it's going to be available on iTunes, Spotify. Just search for the Nerd Escape. All the links will be in the description box to this video for sure. And um, as Chris said, you know, if you just want to be going on a drive or anything like that, going out for uh, a walk, um, you can take us with you and uh, for those on youtube we're not going anywhere you're just going to still see our videos popping up as well so uh more regular shenanigans coming from us and uh, again keep the feedback coming um there wasn't much that people would like to change bar the fact that um the most uh, consistent chatter was um more nerd escape which is a great absolutely to get and, and just i yeah. got a shout out just one thing like I was, I was out sick and some of my reviews have fallen behind i will will be going back into them but like when you're trying to keep your mind occupied being out sick from work and stuff like that i, I kind of got sidetracked by my model building so i i, I will be <laughs> i'll be whacking up some photographs i'm kind of like i've got the tos enterprise pretty much done there's just one or two things that i'm not too happy with so i'm just waiting on some little things to tweak that so you can actually see the fruits of my labor at some point i might actually Review the kit finished, um, but yeah, I'm gonna be fun. Currently, if I can mucking around with a, a refit enterprise at the moment, not going too well. But anyway, it's you know what I mean. It's it, it, I've started, so you know, as I say, I want to finish. <laughs> <laughs> but I've got, like of a box load of fucking reviews to do, and I know Damien got a, a nice package. <laughs> mm, the big unbox, <laughs> which, which 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 is great as well. Like so, uh, yeah, we'll be doing plenty of our own stuff as well so uh, yeah you're going to see our visages there so do check out the description box for the trick collector and uh, all the playlists down below as well um so yeah fun times ahead i'm do you know what i'm super jazzed that i don't have to go through an hour of makeup for every podcast haha <laughs> yeah um, <laughs> it's cool. and ho- hopefully as well we can get a few guests on the show we'll, we'll see we'll do but that's our, it we'll do, our, we'll do our best you know that was um, one of our reasons for going audio as well that you know we could probably get people on more regularly because not everyone wants to be on film but you know well, this is a more relaxed anybody chat. that works kind of in that industry as well you got to understand like there's a plethora of makeup that's their personal appearance you know if they're off it's their free time like you know god almighty exactly. if you're doing 12 13 hours in front of a camera do you really want to be in front of the camera yeah. when you're at home chilled relaxed and you want to talk to us two yeah. crazy lunatics nah that's it that's you know it. and besides i think as well it's it, it's nice when we, when we had garrett it was more kind of you know that was more chill for him I, I really yeah, enjoyed yeah, that yeah yeah and you know it is a chill you know what i mean it's it's more it's more i i find it more intimate you know what i mean what? doing the audio thing because <laughs> people get they're not worried about looks they're not worried about the state of the house behind them you know what what i what i was going to say there is uh, for people who are familiar with the nerd escape uh, you would have seen our podcast on the lead up to discovery uh, destination star trek where we kind of went scripted 
and <laughs> oh Christ uh, yeah so like uh, we we much more enjoy a free flowing conversation yeah, or a rambling no, and do, I think this affords it do not get me it. wrong we put down bullet points and stuff like that like nine like, times a town when you're like uh, to me I always we have a road map like, yeah yeah I like yeah. yeah exactly like we don't script we kind of like we know what we're gonna go so yeah. the, the, the next up and coming things will be a little bit more to be shorter um but yeah. you know what I mean and again length of time guys as well if, if there's a preference what people think whack it in the comments let us know like how long do you want us to yap or do you want an hour show do you want a half an hour show 45 minutes or even just 15 it's, we'll it's read grand. it we might yeah. not do it but we'll read your comments we want, we want to have the show and the content <laughs> right for you guys so as I said it's just a, another source of Star Trek information exactly. from your two guys from the north of Ireland well no the east of Ireland and the west of Ireland just need and a, we, a Nordy Trekkie, a Nordy Irish Trekkie, and a, 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 a South Trekkie. Yeah. <laughs> the fillet of Munster. They might have all four. All corners <laughs> of the country. All corners of Ireland. Yeah. Four. No, it's good. So, you guys got your homework for next week. Um, let Chris know um, what your uh, rewatch region yeah, was the, for the, Picard. The, the build-up for Picard, yeah. What, what's your favourite? What was the one? To exactly. Kind of look? Like, I'll I, I give you, like... The flute one is just, you know, the inner light again. The just, flute one. Well, yeah. Oh, come here. But like, you know, you go through them all, and you know, what I mean, Darmok at Tanagra, great episode. But yeah, the inner light, it just it hits you every t- like, and I hadn't seen it in a long time. So when I was doing my uh, TNG rewatch, it's just like, whoa, it's just yeah. such a strong episode. And again, it's kind of like. You know that's a that's another part of Picard, like what Picard has gone through. Like one, he got tortured by the Cardassians. Mm-hmm. Second, like, he, like he's pretty much lived the whole entire life. You know, um, it's gonna be tough for the showrunners to kind of really take advantage of that. Yeah, um, maybe to see some of his scars mentally. Yeah, and uh, and more. Um, so let us know what your rewatch regime was, and um, one thing really to kind of take forward. If you want us to kind of really embrace the Trek news is we're mainly on Twitter, both myself and mm-hmm. Chris. So at the Trek collect, it's collecto, isn't it? You don't have the or on the end of it. You should um, be able to get it on the or, but yeah, it's probably yeah. O. Yeah. It'll be in the description box to this yeah. anyway. I'm the Irish Trekkie. Tag us or, you know, hashtag nerd escape. We'll find it yep. and um, we'll give you shout outs if we use that piece or, you know, comment and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, listen, 2020 is going to be super interactive super regular we've got a lot of trek coming our way so we'll be busy and um listen we're going to be in your ear holes all the time this year so uh whether that's a good thing or a bad thing uh, you know whatever it's 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 uh, we're going to do it regardless <laughs> absolutely absolutely we're so this one. with that said it's goodbye from me it's long of all Ihoa, and happy 2020 star trek heaven from me yes